0: Well, of course, it began life as a concert to celebrate the, the Jubilee. Mm. and um, But it's timed at this time of the year, because Swazi Festival of Music and the Arts is promoting it, uh, and therefore October is the, is the traditional time. But of course, it's been an incredibly eventful year. I mean, it's been a kind of national emotional seesaw, really. Mm. Um, you know, a Jubilee celebration on the one hand, followed by a state funeral of the only monarch that we really, most of us have known during our lives. Uh, And all this, of course, against the background of war in Europe and so on. So what I wanted to do uh, initially was to make this a celebration, but from a Welsh and a a Swansea standpoint. Um, But plans have changed. And when the sad news came of Her Majesty's passing, I was reminded actually of the, um, the day on which the funeral of Diana, Princess of Wales happened when the BBC National Orchestra of Wales had a prom scheduled in London for that evening. And Nicholas Kenyon, who directed the proms in those days, was in touch a couple of weeks beforehand and said, could we insert the foreign Requiem? Uh, so I'm afraid I followed this example and changed and change the programme somewhat. But the first part of the programme remains essentially celebratory. Um, you know, the, the traditional pieces associated with coronations the spectacle, of Zadok the priest, um, Walton's march, Crown Imperial, which was commissioned by the BBC in 1937. Well, of course, the BBC is celebrating its centenary this year, so that's quite a relevant point. Uh, and then we finished the first half with um, Hubert Parry's I Was Glad, which has been sung again at every coronation since Victorian times. Uh, Zadok the priest clearly made a huge impact because William Boyce, the composer William Boyce, Uh, who by that time was the master of the king's music, was asked to write um, for the coronation of George III, an alternative setting. But he declined and said, no, that Handel's setting was totally unsurpassable. And it really is, Mm -hmm. because Handel was a great man of the theatre and he knew exactly how to build up tension and celebration. Uh, But in between, um, we definitely have uh, a very strong Welsh reference because, of course, one of the world's, best-known composers today, uh, Carl Jenkins hails from Pen Cloud, and um, the festival has actually performed a number of commissions by him. So we decided, did we not, uh, to have a new piece and to ask Graham Davies, uh, a member of the Prince of Wales, as he was then staff, uh, to write a text. But I think even at that time, I think we were conscious that Her Majesty's health was precarious mm. unpredictable. Uh, so the text was deliberately designed, uh, to fit and to be apt for whatever circumstances. Um, and so it's, it is a celebratory text, but of course it looks back, the title is this faithful life. It looks back at this remarkable reign uh, of dedicated public service mm. and, uh, it wouldn't be a Welsh celebration without the harp, would it? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, we have one of the world's finest harpists. It's going to be Catherine Finch. She's absolutely terrific. So she's going to be playing two pieces, two pieces by Carl, and also playing a prominent part um, in the um, in, in in the new commission, which will be sung as will be all the choral music at the concert by our very own Swansea Philharmonic Choir, a very fine large mixed choir. Uh, so um, conducted by Jonathan Rogers, um, it's, it's, uh, its music director. And then in the second half, um, we move to uh, a different kind of theme. Um, we will have the song the um What more traditional Welsh folk song is there than that? Um, sung by voice and harp, Stefan Lloyd Owen, baritone, um, accompanied simply by, by Catherine Finch. Uh, And then a piece which is, um, I suppose, makes reference to the fact that, you know, we have the the background of this cruel European war. Uh, It goes back directly to to Swansea and to the to the blitz of the Second World War. Uh, So we have the poet, pacifist poet, Walter Williams, um, walking home late one night in February uh, um, in Pembrokeshire and seeing the sky red. Uh, with with the glow of the, of the Blitz on Swansea. And uh, it's a wonderful pacifist poem, uh, and it's set to music. It's become almost a second national anthem, really, uh, by another Swansea composer, Gowarton, educated like Carl Jenkins, Gowarton Grammar School, um, Eric Jones, uh, whose music these days, his choral music in particular, is so popular amongst choirs in Wales. And then after that... Um, we, we take a step back and, and we have the, the Fore Requiem, um, which of all the musical settings, probably of the Requiem, is um, the Latin Mass, that is, um, is probably the most reposeful, places the greatest stress on eternal rest and light. Uh, and I think it will bring the whole concert to a serene and, and an appropriate end. Mm. After all the celebration of the first half um, I think we, we now need to take a more considered look uh, at the Queen's reign and of course to 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 wish her uh, as we as we do the departed um, um, eternal rest of light you know you've put
1: together a wonderful collection of musicians and music and uh, we couldn't have had a better host for
0: our, for our concert either Hugh Edwards. Well, of course, I mean, how, how can you, you know, if, 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 if Handel Zadok, a priest, was unsurpassable, I think he is pretty unsurpassable uh, as a presenter of this of this kind of concert. He has all the background. Uh, he is, of course, a key musician as well. Um, does occasionally play the organ in his spare time. And uh, oh, he's such a wide ranging person, um, historian. Uh, and, of course, recently has been very, very prominent on television. In fact, I think it was you who said to me, and many people have said to me, how he virtually held the nation in his hands, mm. held the nation together during during that period of public mourning, which was so difficult. So I'm sure he'll bring a, a, a very big dimension to this evening in terms of his own experience and knowledge.
1: You're uniquely placed to put this concert together. You are one of the deputy Lord Lieutenants of West Glamorgan. You you consider this to be your home, and you were chair of the festival yourself, an artistic director and head of music for the BBC. Um, are you still? Are, not, is, not,
0: not, not all at the same time. Not,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Some sometimes they crossed over. Uh, but you know, it's been. Have you enjoyed? I mean, I know you There's been such a responsibility because we. You know, this this was started to be planned 18 months ago, and COVID was still in the air. It's still is but you know we were worried about would people come out um we, we were worried about the queen's health whether she would be with us but you you kept very much that in mind you had you you had a number of thoughts in your in your in your head that should one thing happen or another we were able to to move ahead with the concert
0: well as you well know now i mean anybody who works in broadcasting has to be prepared with a plan B, mm-hmm. should the unexpected happen. Uh, and uh, yes, I mean, as far as as far as running the festival for 10 years, and so I, I did enjoy it. And I, I felt that having retired to Swansea, and having been to the festival from schoolboy days and heard some amazing things there, um, like, for example, the first performance in Wales of Benjamin Button's War Requiem, which was, you know, a life-changing experience for me as a schoolboy. Uh, And I felt, well, it was a pretty poor show if I now in retirement couldn't actually um, be grateful for those experiences in terms of trying to run it myself. And uh, and I really did enjoy it. I I enjoyed working with the people, getting to know the audiences. And, um, you know, I I hope it was a I hope it was a 10 years which people can look back on um, with some pleasure.
1: It, it has, and as so many organisations, it is. It's starting again, you know, post COVID, uh, a new financial world. Um, we've you've you've really uh, sort of embodied the the festival in in Wales with the Swansea Philharmonic Choir. We've got David David Danford with the British Symphony but he's a Swansea boy, who again remembers going to the festival as a young man. Uh, same with Jonathan Rogers, who's our conductor for both the choir. And the, the orchestra and we have Sir Carl Jenkins. Um, how important is the festival, do you think, uh, going forward? How important is it, you know, it changed many people's lives. You mentioned it yourself. And Jonathan, David, and I suppose Sir Carl all, all mention it as being life-changing, seeing a big orchestra at the Brangwin Hall. How important is it that we keep this going?
0: Well, I mean, really, if you look back at the tradition, um, you know, I'm 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 sufficiently realistic to to understand that the background I was working against um, financially, particularly with regard to public subsidy, um, was nothing as flourishing as it had been in the 70s particularly, um, when this festival actually was by far the leading festival in Wales. Mm. I mean, you know, people would come from Cardiff uh, to attend the Swansea Festival, um, largely because of the Brangwen Hall's excellent acoustics for orchestral music. It's a warm acoustic. Uh, and uh, a large orchestra seldom fails to thrill uh, on, on, on the Brangwen Hall stage. But of course, as you rightly say, I mean, the world has changed, the economy has changed, um, the nature of entertainment has changed, uh, and uh, traditional audiences have become older. Um, I, I do think it's a very valuable um, title, um, entity to hang on, but. It, it might need to be interpreted in a different way to the future mm. uh, because, um, you know, we have to admit that public subsidy of the arts in this country, not just in Swansea, I mean, is really going to be under such severe pressure, um, you know, particularly following the Chancellor's announcement this week. It's, it's going to be really very tough to keep this kind of thing going. Mm. And uh, the sponsorship, the local sponsorship base in Swansea, of course, has shrunk. I mean, it shrunk alarmingly since the seventies. Um, there was still some of it around during my time, but uh, but it it was a, it was a vanishing beast uh, without without question. So, I mean, the greatest way in which an impact can be made, I think, at the moment, is to put on a concert which has something really special about it, um, which so- certainly underlines the identity of Swansea, the musical traditions of Swansea, and also. Um, the international traditions for which the festival is justly famous.
1: these are big shoes to i Phil. I'm, I'm, I'm the chair these days, and, and looking back at those halcyon days, we'll try not to let you down, your legacy down as well, but we know we, we have to change. And on behalf of the, the Festival Board, I, I know we'd all like to thank you for your hard work uh, and putting together such a terrific programme for this concert. We look forward to it very much indeed. So uh, make sure you book your tickets for our special a concert to commemorate and celebrate the life of Queen Elizabeth II. It's on the 29th of October at the Brangwen Hall. If you go to swanseafest.com, all the details are there to book your tickets. Hugh, thank you very much. Thank you.